0: You're listening to the Animation Addicts Podcast, episode 149, Cars 3, Tixar. Get it? Tixar? It's the Pixar studio for Bugs Life World? Never mind.
1: Welcome to the Animation Addicts Podcast with the Rotoscopers. Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, Don and everything in between. My name is Chelsea Robson, and we are so excited to have you. I'm here with my fantastic, lovely, and beautiful companion, uh, Morgan Stradling, Lovely and beautiful I, I, Lots well, of these Well thank you Thank
0: you very much It is true Just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I mean
1: hey, Humble the boot
0: <laughs> So for those of you Who are new to our show The Animation Addicts Podcast Is a podcast all about The wide world of animation We talk about The animated movies of old We talk about The animated movies of new And today We are going to be talking about The animated movies Of the present Of today Particularly the day This episode comes out is the day this movie is released, mm-hmm. which is Cars 3. Chelsea and I, as part of the podcast, one of our special little perks, which I appreciate very much, I really appreciate is that this. we get to, we're considered press. I don't know how we tricked them into thinking that, but we did it. <laughs> and we get to go to the, the press screenings here in the Phoenix area. They have these all around, if you're in the United States, all around the country, all around the big cities. So that way the press of those local outlets can see the movie ahead of time, write their review, or podcast their review, or YouTube their review, so on and so forth, to share with the wide world out there. So that's what we're doing for you. We are doing our duty as press.
1: Yes. (laughs) It is a duty that we are sworn to fulfill. (laughs) Sometimes it's harder than others. I will say that. You know, I know.
0: That's the one thing. People are like, oh, it's so cool. You get to see the movies early. I'm like, yes, but I have to write a review after. (laughs) And I like writing reviews, but sometimes, you know, you see these movies sometimes two weeks before they come out and you just forget or, Mm -hmm. you know, just live your life. And then next thing you know, it's Friday morning when the movie comes out, you're like, (gasps) don't gotta do that okay (laughs) quick you know so it is better to do these things right away chelsea and i initially we got out of the screening and for the first time ever we were going to do a roto first we were going to just hop in our car open up the back trunk and just look out at the stars and record the episode we had some technical scheduling difficulties that prevented that so it is a new day and here we are so let's just jump right into it So I just want to give a big welcome for the new patrons who have come and joined this month, Alex and Chloe. So thank you for joining Roto Nation and becoming a patron. So I just wanted to give that little
1: shout out at the beginning of the episode. Yes. First off, we're going to start about talking about the short that came before the film. Can I just say, so cute. Lou. (laughs) L-O-U. Lou. Lou. So I was very confused as to what Lou was. I was like, "Is this like the spirit of the of the Lost and Found?" And it is haunted. No wonder kids aren't going over there. But it's just like, well, yeah, because
0: for the first, I mean, it became very. Clear pretty early on. I mean, the short itself was very short. It was. As shorts yeah. Co. um I'd say maybe around five minutes. I'm sure we could look that up. But it felt shorter than some shorts, which have much larger of a story and, mm-hmm. and thing they're trying to tell. But at first I thought, oh, it has to be a squirrel. You know, a squirrel that's inside the sweatshirt and is lifting up the eyes and whatnot. And then it became very clear after that, like, no.
1: I don't know what's going on here. (laughs) It came very clear. We are in the dark. We have no idea what is happening. (laughs) Yeah, I, at first I was like, is this a magic sweatshirt? I don't know what this is. Ooh, that could be a
0: sweet PBS TV show for kids. Nice. Hop on the magic (laughs) sweatshirt. (laughs)
1: No, put on the magic sweatshirt. Oh, yes. And it teaches you all sorts of morals and how to live your life like a good person. Well, that's
0: one thing that I loved about this is that the little boy, JJ, he clearly had been a victim of being a bully in his younger days. I mean probably six months ago. Let's be realistic. But he then, you know, and which was very common is those that are bullied then go and act out and do the same accordingly. And it's very unfortunate because it's just their way to take control of the situation. Like, I don't want this to happen to me again, so I'm going to do it to others.
1: Hurting people hurt people. Yes, it's sad.
0: (laughs) And he... So he at the very beginning, he's taking all these things. He takes the football. He takes the little stuffed animal. And he's just so smug about himself. And trust me, we... At least I know kids like this. <laughs> okay, I volunteer in the Cub Scouts and there is one particular boy. I'm not going to say his name to protect the innocent. But or he the is not
1: or the guilty. <laughs> he is exactly
0: like this little boy. Just the way that he behaves, he's smarter than everyone else and he knows it and he just struts around and he's he's just and a little punk, but I love him. He's such a little punk in in the nicest of ways,
1: I must say. But There's only one thing to do at a time like this: strut. strut.
0: <laughs> so he, I like that. He
1: he you learned a lesson. He learns his
0: lesson. Yeah, the, the magic sweatshirt, as I guess I'm going to dub it. <laughs> just says, "Okay, you know what? I have a job for you." And so he says, "No, if you want your teddy bear." Which has been lost forever. And can we talk about this? I mean, seemingly insurmountable just box that's so overwhelmingly large that kids are like, ugh, I just, it's too deep down there. I don't even want to search. It's like, really, there aren't that many things in here. If you guys would have just spent like five minutes digging around, you would have found your football, your skateboard, your stuffed animal. But no, it's just the abyss.
1: (laughs) Don't touch it. It's haunted, Morgan.
0: (laughs) Well, yes. The magic sweatshirt (laughs) scares kids. (laughs) I did forget about that. Yes, that is quite horrifying. So, (laughs) but yeah, so he, he sees, oh, wow, my teddy bear's in there and the sweatshirt says, eh, 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 eh <laughs> and says, okay, you have you to go do good. <laughs> you have to go do some good before I can give this back to you. And it's funny because initially he does this very begrudgingly, like, uh, fine. I guess you can have a bag. Uh, here's football. You
1: know, there's no words, obviously. <laughs> but then at the very end, he's just like eager, like more, more, more. Right, because he sees all the, the reactions of kids as they, like the, how much, joy you can get from serving others and mm-hmm. like getting giving joy yes gives you joy
0: yeah and then there's no more and even whoa, lou whoa. himself has been given away which the girl who ends up with that sweater i'm like ooh,
1: be careful watch out it's haunted
0: <laughs> <laughs> but eventually in the end of the day he does get his his little teddy bear back and it's so cute and then this whole cycle start probably starts all over again probably the next school day whenever he right. gets lost again and the the bin gets filled back up That's- so
1: very understandable
0: yes and probably common for children yes (laughs) things are constantly getting lost but overall and at the very end they kind of just they zoom in on the letters that are missing you know l-o-u and I loved it it was very cute it was sweet it was very pixar yeah and it was just the perfect little it had nothing to do with cars in any way but shorts don't necessarily have to align you know they are announced they did announce that there is a new Olaf short that's gonna be playing in front Uh, of Coco and I'm like those are two totally different <laughs> things so they don't necessarily have to yeah and be in the same reign and most of the time they are not so what were your final thoughts about Luke?
1: i love okay well, let's talk about the art style right now um the thing that pixar is doing so well is combining like cartoony characters with real life settings so oh, yes. you have these kids that you can tell obviously they are cartoon kids but the if you look at that box if you look at that that playground you know everything about that just seems so real Mm -hmm. and normally that would give you the really uncanny feeling of like what is going on here like two totally two different worlds yeah um but there's i felt like they've kind of perfected the way of turning this inanimate these obviously inanimate objects or into real things Mm -hmm. and then i just i was so impressed so impressed with how they're what they're coming up with and how they're doing this and blending the two Mm photorealism plus cartoonism
0: yeah pixar always does delight when it comes to their shorts yes true so okay well on to the main event off to the theater (laughs) to the races get ready for what's coming Storm is part of the next generation of high tech racers. A rookie sensation Jackson Storm Jackson Storm Jackson Storms in a class of his own. Hey champ, you had a
1: good run. You have no idea what a pleasure it is for me to finally beat you. Did you say meet or beat? I think you heard me. Enjoy your retirement. <laughs> You'll never be the racer you once were. You can't turn back the clock, kid. But you can wind it up again. The racing
0: world is changing. Treadmills, wind tunnels, virtual reality. Still working on that. And interactive race simulation.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa!
0: Ginger, ah. you have jumped a barrier. Oh. You are on fire. Ah. You are going the wrong way have class we got some work to do
1: I am so excited that I get to train you visualize beating this guy Go. Go, go, go! the beach ate me every week veteran racers retire to make room for these younger faster racers have you given any thought to retire? no questions
0: paparazzi You'll never be as fast as Storm,
1: but you can be smarter. Good luck out there. You're going to need it. I decide when I'm done. You are not winning this. I'm coming for you, Storm.
0: I'm just going to spoil it right here, right now. I was blown away, and I actually liked this movie.
1: <laughs> I actually liked it! He likes it!
0: <laughs> well, if you know me, or anything about me, if you've listened to the podcast, Cars 2 is literally the last place on my Disney, Pixar ranking. Yeah, no, it ruined it, the, the, whole, the whole It's just horrible. It, it really just went away from a lot of the elements. I mean, you have, Mater is great in small doses, but the whole movie, really, for the most part, there was this subplot that centered around him. There was a spy espionage thing. It was like, okay, these are cars in the real world, but there's no people, so therefore they take the place of people. So they're going to do the things that people do. Right. Therefore spies. Therefore spies.
1: <laughs> and that escalated really quickly. It, it it just
0: didn't work. It was really bizarre. I and I feel in Cars Three they went back to the basics of they what knew what they knew worked. Like these are still cars for the most part. They live in this real world, yes, but like cars are there their world okay so racing is a big thing demolition derby is a big thing like changing your tires is a big thing spies
1: no bars and grills (laughs) yes
0: exactly like let's stick with the the car puns and just things drinking oil and drip pans and things like (laughs) that okay those are great all these other ancillary things like mater eating wasabi, not so great. right? Um, And so that's one thing that I initially noticed this is Mater was there, but he was not there in the fact that he had little bits and pieces. He arrived, he did his little comedic number. Typically it was away from everyone else. It was just him kind of in his little junkyard. Right. Um, But they knew his place. And they kept him there instead of bringing him to the forefront. I think that's one why the second movie really just suffered is because they were like, oh, Mater, he's hilarious. We love him. We got to have more Mater. Right. No,
1: you you don't. And they they
0: learned that. And so I think that was a really great
1: thing that they uh, they did in this movie. You mean that they basically forgot that Cars 2 existed and didn't acknowledge any of the spy espionage at all? Exactly. <laughs> that was the best part about it, I thought, too. Because it was just like, it really does take the first movie and it turns it upon itself, comes full circle, and it just skips over the second one. It's like, <laughs> let's just not even, let's just not go down that road. Which is amazing because, first off, I want to talk about the the director of this. So the director's name is Brian Fee and he is he actually got his start working as a like an assistant storyboard artist on the first cars like that was his first movie that he did with pixar and i just think that's so cool to go from you know your very first project as an assistant whatever mm-hmm. anything to the director in just 11 years I was yeah like, yeah and I awesome. mean
0: Cars came out in 2006 I'm sure he was working on Cars for probably three or four years previous to that so probably his, his Pixar is probably been like 15 years but hey going yeah. from an assistant like you said, assistant, dot, 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 to director in 15 years is pretty impressive, especially considering a lot of the directors are typically pulled from, well, not necessarily Pixar, but I feel a lot in other animation studios, but typically they come from the animation pool. Right. Um, like Lee Unkrich, he was the the editor of Toy Story, but, and so, you know, coming from that, but I, I like that tix- Tixar, Tixar ticks are yep that's uh, that's the <laughs> that's the animation studio in the bugs life universe yeah no not even get it no I ticks, ticks oh get it. <laughs> <Choo-choo>. <laughs> okay moving on <laughs> i'm so proud of it i was like i'm becoming a mini mason and i'm and i'm not becoming a mini mason okay back whoa, to your whoa. <laughs> okay, so that's one thing that I love about Pixar is that they really do take chances on their talent and yeah. give people give people the opportunity to direct and whatnot. And he, like, he was on Cars, he was on Cars 2, so he really does know this franchise. And he worked, basically, he was under the tutelage of John Lasseter, who was the director of both of those films. So not only does he understand this world, but he understands John and his vision for these characters. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously has worked with John as John being the executive producer on this film. Just overall, overall, I'm just very happy for him. I love to see yeah. newcomers. I love to see newcomers do very well. Mm-hmm. And Cars 3, I would consider
1: a success. I did, too. I thought that the movie was very, very clean in the fact that it didn't focus on any ancillary characters that weren't needed. And it just stuck with the like the message of the film, which was, to me, going from like, accepting who you are in like your age... And also turning that around and becoming like never wasting your chance. Mm -hmm. No matter how old you are, no matter what stage of life you're in, never waste your chance. Yeah, that's
0: never the end. Like it may be the end of one chapter, but a new chapter is starting and you have the opportunity to be the best at whatever that is. Okay, so Cars 3. Let's be honest here, where this is very much similar to the original car's premise in a way. Where it has Lightning McQueen, he's at the top of his game, something happens that causes him to falter a little bit. He needs to go on this this journey, rediscover this himself. Roundabout to basically discover himself to be get better, to train, to connect with something that he hadn't connected with before, to return to the racetrack and to conquer. Now, I even though those are kind of more or less the same plot points, the way that they go about it is completely different. Yeah. Where I don't feel that this is rehashing of the original at all. No, because every like I love that they went back to racing, and I, I say go back to racing. Like yes, there was racing in the second movie. It was you know this international Grand Prix, but it just felt different. Yeah. I don't know. It just to me the the racing really was a backseat to the environmental fossil fuels are bad storm, <laughs> espionage storyline right so uh i liked i liked that this was really focused on him and because he really is the star and i think that's another thing they learned is that mater is not the star sally is not the star although they don't ever seem to care about sally more than anything in the second or third movie which tangent i'm okay with (laughs) i really don't think she's that compelling of a character she had her place in the first one but part of me in this movie was like you know I don't know if sally's right for you, <laughs> you a, I, I would be okay with lightning getting a new girlfriend <laughs> is that so wrong like that would be pretty cool in an animated film it's like you know what we broke up it didn't work out it like didn't I, work out, I'm, but I'm a new you know girl what? now
1: we're moving on no. but uh <laughs> but that would take like again that would that take would, away from the that would take that away,
0: that away <laughs> from the things that made this movie great
1: <laughs> yeah this is the it's not what the movie's about
0: <laughs> it's dating life <laughs> cars it's, four you know toy story four supposedly is a oh yeah, a right. romantic comedy of, of com. nature so of course, cars, cars, 4, obviously. Before we go into this, let's dive into the trailer. Yes. <laughs> So one thing I loved about the trailer, uh, especially when I first saw this, is how different tonality it was from the other Cars movies. Mm-hmm. The other Cars movies are very light and, and jovial. And this movie is, but the way that the trailer presented it, it it's basically the initial act or the first few scenes where we see Mater, Mater's crash. <laughs> oh, dear. Where we see Lightning McQueen's crash. Right. And it's so realistic and it's so gritty and dark that it makes you think like, whoa,
1: What's happening? What is this gonna be This is gonna be so dark? And what was funny is around that same time when it came out, all everyone's thinking, Oh my goodness, this movie is too dark. We probably shouldn't take our kids <laughs> It's gonna be too dark and too gritty. I I don't know, and it, like got all the critics like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> now this is my type of cars. <laughs> so parents were like, ah, crazy. It, it, no, it, that's the
0: thing. Like, there's that one scene where it, I guess it gets really intense, but it's nothing like the trailer sort of portrayed. Oh, no. It's still it's still the cars you know and love. It's just you know, bad stuff happens to good yeah. people. Okay, so the movie starts off, and Lightning is at the top of his game. And what I love about this is he's not necessarily winning every single race, but he's yeah. having a great time doing it. He's winning some. He's not winning some. He's And most, he's a great yeah. competitor and really good sportsmanship. He, well, He'd well, he become friends with all the other yeah, racers. Yeah, you know, where and it and wasn't this like... rivalry anymore. It was like, no, we're in this together. This is our job. We're p- buddies and pals. And you know, we're cordial to each other in the way that we're, we're buds almost. And I like that. It shows how he in this time had really matured oh, yeah. as a character. And we do see his maturation happen a lot in this movie, especially in the end where he, spoiler alert, he really passes the crown on to like the new generation, yeah. which is... And he's okay with that. Yeah, and he's accepted that. It is no longer about me, me, me. It's about others, 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 which ties into the short at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. I think that one of the main things that I loved about this movie. It was not just that he, this movie was focused on him, but it was more focused specifically on his relationship with his coach and mentor. Yeah. And how he turned that around to give that away as well, to become what he loved so and respected so much. Like the very first time that you meet Cruz Ramirez, who is played by Cristela Alonso, um, you just, you really see how she is, she's a young upstart, but at the same time trying to be this mentor type trainer and so it's kind of a different uh relationship and you can tell that he's just really not okay with it Mm -hmm. like you're just like um no I don't want to be uh no this is I just can't I just can't and then he really turns around and he becomes what he loved and that's I just love that part
0: like you said that this was about his relationship with Doc Hudson. Because I think, you know, I was watching some bonus features or just some interviews and and B-roll that they had released. I'll include that in the show notes. But they were really talking about how there was, even though that story was told in the first movie, there was still so much more. Yeah. And so even though the actor of Doc Hudson... Paul Newman had died after the first film, they still used a lot of, they had unused tracks and right. dialogue that they had recorded. And so they were able to use that in this third film for some of these little flashbacks mm-hmm. or dream sequ- not really dream sequences, but you know, there'd be a part where he'd be staring off and all of a sudden there'd be a vision of Doc yeah. right there. So I thought that was really cool. And I liked that they brought him back. Um, you know, they had Smokey who was sort of Doc's trainer in a way and, and Doc and he wasn't he didn't really become Lightning's trainer. Uh, there really wasn't that relationship there, but it it all sort of came together.
1: Yeah. I mean it, he, played he didn't a have game. he didn't
0: I have that same like mentor relationship with Smokey that he did with Doc, is what no. I mean. Like obviously Smokey did train him and help him, but
1: I think his main purpose was to help Lightning realize the relationship of being a mentor is Almost mm-hmm. is good, if not better, than being the racer, yeah, yeah, and made him realize that he it was okay to transition from being the guy to being the the mentor
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, we see that scene which we talked about in the trailer where, Lightning crashes and it really throws him for a loop where he for basically four months he just chills in his his <laughs> garage hanging out, hanging out probably eating cave. Cheetos just vegging watching old videos of Doc because Doc is you know to him and many others the greatest racer ever and he's just kind of in, in pity and self-loathing. Yeah. He's just hanging out in his primer which could be equivalent <laughs> to your underwear right, all right. day long.
1: that's funny well and he also the the as he's there you can just see that he's he's really resonating with the fact that they told doc that he was done and doc didn't have the choice to say no i'm gonna go come back and so he's like no that is not gonna be me i'm He's still in that moment of, I'm still the racer. I'm still the guy.
0: Yes, I choose.
1: Yeah. Which, you know, I, I do think
0: is very important. I you, When you have so much ownership on when your game ends and, and when whatever you're doing in life, when it's up to you, there's so much more closure and satisfaction Mm -hmm. rather than when the door is just shut on you and and they're said no you're fired you're done whatever you know and we do see sally there and and then mater of course and he says use your lawyerly lawyerly powers of persuasion (laughs) (laughs) did they work did it work he had some great little moments and it was it was perfect yeah i didn't get annoyed with him
1: no yeah Just enough to make you be like, oh, yeah, you do Uh have funny moments and then not to (laughs) overdo it. So he says, "Okay, I'm back, guys.
0: I'm going to do this again. Um, Does he go back to do a race or does he go to his? He
1: decides that he wants to continue racing. And so he goes back to um, Rusty's. Oh, yes. Rusty's Racing Center. Oh, yes. And I'm sitting here and I'm like,
0: whoa, you, you guys clearly have a lot of money. 'Cause I just see their headquarters and I'm like, right. based on your outward appearance, you you do not show it, which is great.
1: You're very yeah. humble.
0: But then we realized very quickly that they they basically cashed out.
1: <laughs> they sold out. Like what the the thing is I'm looking at the the one car and he's got like like grass growing. It's on like him. matted like, carpet and like, what it's, is this? it's creepy, scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah, no. They're living the high life now, like sweet.
0: <laughs> well, and they they phrase it or they position it as we did this for you, you know. We want you to have all this. We need want you to have the best world class. Well, and we actually totally skip over the fact that um, what happens is he. In his last race where he got hurt, it's because there's all these new up and coming racers that are the greatest and the best and they're training on simulators and they have the most aerodynamic shapes and and body. And it's just, you know, this is always going to be the way there always is going to be a new generation that's better and greater and, you know, has different things. And, And the older generation that was, you know, very successful in their prime they kind of want to stick to what they know. Right. There's really this sense of not wanting to adapt uh, because it's like, Oh, I don't need that. Right. And we, we do see that from lightning where he has sort of that mentality of like, no, this is working for me. me. On I'm the good. Grass. Give yes. me on the dirt. Yeah,
1: Get my tires dirty. Yeah.
0: Well, everyone else is like, no, you don't need that. You can get all the training you need on the simulator yes. and on going five miles an hour on a treadmill.
1: You have hit a wall. <laughs> This is where
0: we meet Cruz and she's this, you know, also one of these up and coming, but she's not necessarily like her body is kind of like a mix between uh, lightning and then the new style. Yeah.
1: She's you know, like she's not ground.
0: Mm-hmm. And we see her very well. He's like, wow, what racer is that? And he's like, oh, that's not a racer. That's a trainer. Uh-huh. Well, And we meet Sterling, who is the new CEO and basically in charge. And I'm going to turn you into a star. Right. right. You're going to be. You know, she's going to be your trainer. All about the brand. Yes. Well, the brand comes a little later as his backup plan when he realizes the training isn't really going that well. Right. And okay, so our backup is. Turn you into the mud mud flat king. (laughs) Yes. Very much like Ratatouille with like corn puppies. Yeah. (laughs) Gustos burrito line. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Uh, Which Lightning is not happy about. And initially, okay, speaking of Cruz, she's a female, she's a female trainer. I thought initially, I was like, man, you know, you think this is 2017. You think some of these new up-and-coming racers that we see that are competing against um, Lightning would be female and none of them in that initial group of newbies seem to be female and i was like oh that's sort of disappointing but it all came around where the trainer ultimately becomes the new up-and-coming racer and is a female and i'm not one trust me i am not one to just put women just because you know like oh we have to have exactly equal number of women and men in this film like i i see why people would say that at the same time i i want the story to tell you know, the story. Right. And use the best mix as needed. But I really did like that it was kind of the surprise yeah. ending on a, a multiple ways where she's female trainer and then she's the female racer who's the ultimately the winner Pretty
1: well cool. and as far as going with the female thing like you do meet one of the old yard oh yeah female yeah people and she's like well he didn't lock like fast women so i was out
0: <laughs> yeah it reminds me of the very first woman who basically competed in a marathon where she had to sneak in because women weren't literally they did not think women's bodies could handle running a marathon so they would not let him race amongst a variety of reasons but she just sneaks in at the finish line there's this really famous photo of her you know somewhere in the race and people have realized she's a woman and like these men are like trying to take her down and like rip off her number and it just and i like that eraser um you know in the bar when she's talking about everything she had to overcome because that's definitely something women have overcome um, in a variety you know definitely 50 60 plus years ago Mm -hmm. even even 10, 20 years. You know, it's always changing. So, the training center is pretty cool. I like it. And <laughs> Cruz sweet. is hilarious. She is just this little fireball. And she's all about, I guess, some of these more. And he doesn't really understand that she's kind of lived it a little bit. She she kind of chickened out on her first race. But she was training. And she understands the principles, and uh, which we see may not actually correlate to real race results when we get her out on the sand. Right. But you know she and that's the two th- sides of things it's like no there's practical experience and that's all you need or there's theoretical like well if i just study the theory right and this is very hermione granger like yeah. if i just study the theory enough then i will understand it and i'll know and that's all i need and then when i actually do apply it it'll be easy right but it's really kind of a combination of the bo- of both um theory is important to understand but also like practical like you can't just sit there studying right forever
1: I mean, it's a mind game. Everything that you do, you have to have your mind and body. If you're really going to get the best results, you have to have both of them engaged. So he
0: says, this is not for me. He go. he's, she keeps telling him, you're not ready for the simulation. You're not ready. And he says, no, I am. And he just rides on there realize that the simulation is much more difficult and he's he's crashing out of control, he's hitting things, like killing you spectators. Hit a wall.
1: <laughs> and it reminded me... You are me, now on fire. It reminded
0: me of a lot of those, when you go to an arcade, there's those racing games where you have to control it with the wheel and whatnot. And sometimes your very first time playing those, you do spin out of control yeah. and you hit walls and you're like spinning in circles. You're just out of control. And I'm like, I've been there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, you know, that's one thing. It's a lot easier than it looks. Or it's a lot harder than it looks. He thought it'd just be so simple because I'm this world class racer. Of course, I can do the simulation. And he actually, you know, goes so out of control that he destroys part of the simulation and goes through it. And I'm sitting here thinking, ooh,
1: that's a lot. Of- that's a lot of money. <laughs> I know. Like, no wonder Sterling's like, okay, you're done. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. I'm sure Sterling's like, oh,
1: that just cost me
0: three million dollars to fix that. <laughs> we need to start making some need- money out of you. <laughs> we need to talk. And so he pulls him into his office and like we said, you know, he gives him his plan B, which is, you know, royalties will turn you into a brand. And uh, Lightning doesn't like that because,
1: again, along with the theme, like that's not on his terms. Right. And he didn't join. He didn't start to be a racer so he could be a brand. Then the next point is where they actually go in and they... They start training in the in the sand and he starts he, he basically
0: is going on the victory tour of, you know, where are all the cool places dock train. Yeah, that's where I need to go.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, it's that was something that I really liked about this one and something um, like in the first one, they really tried to showcase Route 66. They really tried to showcase, you know, that American uh, way of travel, you know, going from one place to going from one side of the country to the other, you know, just kind of taking the, the the flow, going with the flow of life and where the road takes you, you know. This one, they really focused on all of, like, the small towns and how every small town has their own little dirt track. Yeah. And, and the south. in the south, yeah. And, I mean, th- there's a reason why it's NASCAR country. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so. If you look at this movie and think, cool, NASCAR racing, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, unless you're from there, you've been there, you cannot understand how like part of the culture racing is Mm -hmm. in the south it's just and like you said every little small town has a
1: dirt track where they can race yeah and so that was really cool i liked i loved all of the car puns in this one like every place that you go it just made me so happy And then, I mean, jumping to the end, uh, like the end credit scene, every little sign that they have up, it's just like you just want to sit there and and read them and figure out like, oh, yeah, that is punny. Ha ha.
0: (laughs) Uh, So this is where the theoretical experience really isn't helping Cruz because she is struggling to race on sand Mm and she's spinning out of control, much like he was on the simulator. She is in real life, which probably is a little bit more dangerous, but she makes it work. And I love that initially she's like toting her treadmill around like, all right, we're (laughs) going to train on this. He's like, nope. And so it's basically, he's upset because the time's a ticket he only has a very short period of time, maybe a week or two before he has to actually like go to the big race. So, I mean, very ambitious of him to think like, okay, I'm just going to chill and take four months off, but then I'm going to cram and do all my training in one week. Yeah. Yeah. He's very upset because they basically waste an entire day training and he's like, oh, dude, I'm so stupid, wasting my time, blah, 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 and
1: and yeah, so off they go to the next place. Off we go. Well, this is where they actually like, Oh, we'll go to that some <laughs> <A> soldiers hollow. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay, Brad Paisley did the music for this, which made me so happy. He's done a lot of anytime that they go into the country field, like Disney Pixar always grabs him and I'm like, Thank you. I love Brad. I heart Brad. <laughs> Brad's awesome. But um soldiers hollow is just so funny because racing is one side but demolition derby is completely another <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah they didn't realize that okay yes doc did train here back in the day but it's different now <laughs> it's changed um and so that's a really fun moment of the film because you know basically. They get stuck in there, and they get signed up, and they think it's a race, and they realize really quickly, no, this is a demolition derby, and they have to use their skills to not get a scratch on them and basically be the last people standing. Otherwise, they will get crushed. Yeah. Um, like, there goes your dreams of anything. <laughs> yeah. And the school bus is absolutely hilarious. I love
1: her. <laughs> Feel the wrath of the municipal school system. <laughs>
0: And he's been trying to be undercover this whole time. So he covered himself in dirt and mud so no one would notice. And at the very end, basically, the water tank truck just starts spitting all over him. And, you know, oh, it's Lightning McQueen. And suddenly they, wow, Lightning's here. <laughs> and, you know, paparazzi, not paparazzi don't show up, but they start taking pictures. It's get, getting published in papers. And he's outed. And people, yeah. and now these up-and-coming racers and the, I like the, the
1: commentators on the, basically this, the news, racing news network or whatnot. Right. So Jackson Storm is the one that he's going against now, but in the first movie he was always up against Chick Hicks and now Chick Hicks has done what any great athlete does and becomes a commentator. Of course. Hey, that's an
0: easy gig.
1: <laughs> he's up there and you've got the the girl who is like the statistical like... Brain of everything. Actually, it looks like Jackson Storm has a 98.7 chance of winning. Lightning McQueen, 1.2. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They're really painting the picture that this is going to be hard for him to overcome. Yeah. It's just funny. Their interactions between each other. I was like, that's a good pairing right there. So now they
0: go to the very last place before he's going to race officially. And Mm -hmm. it's the place where Doc won his first race
1: he's got to find somebody that he has respect for, even though he, at this point, he's already had his little fight with, with Ramirez. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she, you can see how she is like, well, that was, that was very important because he's like, you're not even a racer. Right. And it like one more time to quote, put her in her place. Yes. And so she, you can just see how she's seen this all that, like everybody tells her this. Yeah. Well, and
0: she has a good point. She's like,
1: I do you think that I wanted
0: to be a trainer? Do you think that this was my goal in life? And you think about it, like a lot of people, some but not always, don't like. You know, it's the old adage: "Those who can't do, teach." Right, right. and that's really what happened to her. And I think with a lot of people that you can become a fabulous, incredible coach, but usually it's because either you're you're done. You know, with your career, or you couldn't quite make it yourself, but you understand the principles.
1: Right. You just don't have the physical ability if we're talking sports, or whatnot. Right. But for her, it wasn't the fact that she didn't have a physical ability. It was the fact that she just didn't believe it. You know, she just mm-hmm. wasn't, didn't have the gumption to get out there. Yeah.
0: And, and he, she asks him, she's like, Did you ever, when your first race, like, how did you overcome that? And he's like, It's funny because it just shows, like, people have different personalities and things that really motivated him. He's like, it never was an option. Like, I I just knew that I was going to do it. I never thought I could. And that wasn't his trial but it was hers right and it
1: helps them understand her better and they they do make up and then they go to this last place right well before that i just want to say how cute it was how she was just like looking at her trophy she's like look at it i mean Aww. it's so shiny and just like i mean i know that you have lots of these but i mean i mean this is cool i just still <laughs> can't believe i won it's just so yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it was it was really cute <laughs> i thought she had a great personality yeah like we've been talking about he meets the other racers and they really do adore Doc and they have all these cool stories to tell and I just thought it was a cool moment in the bar where they're basically just sitting there around the table swapping stories talking like like they're old friends right and it's because they're in the game like they understand each other they totally you know?
1: call him on his crap it was yeah. like you don't mince, you guys don't mince words do you nope <laughs> like we're too old to do that. <laughs> so then we go, we do our very
0: last race. And even Mac is like, hey, we got to go. Hey, we got hey, hey. to get out of here. We'll One last uh, race. All right, cool. We got to go. Oh, yes. Ah, uh, Ratzenberger. <laughs> so he's, yeah, they go. Or as we say in our first podcast, John Katzenberger. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that is a mashup. That is a mashup <laughs> right there. <laughs> Well, we go and they finally get to the place and he's still just like, I am speed. Am I? I don't even know. He just doesn't even, he really does not have the confidence because even, even Cruz beat him in his last little That's the most
0: important thing is she was kind of supposed to be his pace car and, and she even wrote storm on herself and like, Oh, imagine that I'm storm. And, and at the end of the day, at the, at the end of that final race, He just doesn't have it. Yeah. And she
1: does. And she's like, woo! Doing donuts and so excited. And Sterling, obviously, not the best at knowing his players and where they need to be. Mm -hmm. He just sees, ah, that's who you are. So you go and do that. And so he sends her away. And she's like, well, dejected. Wah, wah. Oh,
0: yeah. Because they're at the race. He's like, you're a trainer. What are you doing here? Go back to the... And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like... It just doesn't make sense that, okay, I supposedly am training him and I'm not allowed to watch his race. Yeah. Like, I really don't understand the thought process. Like, even in the Kentucky Derby, any sort of sport, usually the trainer watches, you know, the trainee so they can see how they perform because that's really the most important thing. It's like, has all the training paid off? Let's see. Like, let's look at the footage and I'm going to watch you and then we're going to analyze this and talk about it later. So, for him to just say, go away... I was like, OK, that was kind of like a cop out. But well, I
1: think honestly, he was just he was like, I've already given up on lightning. He's not going to be here next week. Um, we're just going to do the whole brand thing. And then you are going to go and train our next the next guy, like whoever's next on the list. We're going to see who's ready for who's ready for this. And yep. so go get back there. Get ready. Yeah, we need them. Yeah, because this you don't need to be here for this. I mean, it really was a twist. I I didn't see that coming at all as far as like, oh, go get her, bring her, take her, have her take my place and what? <laughs> well, yeah. And they do explain it like, oh, well, technically that's the rule.
0: You you don't have to have as long as the number races. And I'm like sitting here thinking, I got to look that up later. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but they wouldn't have put it in if it wasn't true because they would have gotten so much flack yeah. especially from the NASCAR community. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess, but, and, and it's funny because at the very end, you know, um Storm is like, whatever, you know, she's last place, right. she's creeping up, like, if she's in the top 10 now, I was like, hmm, okay, his so eyebrow raises a bit, and wow, she's top three, you better watch out. You're right behind and you. You know what? He's, he's such a talented racer that he's so far ahead that he just can, oh. that he can just basically drop back, drop couple- back, chill, be like, hey, what's up, have a conversation, let me get in your head for a second, and then <laughs> speed back up. I'm like, whoa what okay sea biscuit
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and he's um, it was it was really funny like how he was afterwards she's like i know he's in my head no you are in his head like the fact that he even thought about coming back there to put you in your place it's like um he definitely that was a great way to spin it yeah because i i think she if
0: you look at it at face value, it's the one thing, but he really put a spin on it. It was like, okay, no, you got in his head. Now go and do something about this. Right. And then... And she wins. His
1: tail and win it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, well... And she does it doing the same little trick that Doc did. Oh, yeah. At the, you know, at the top. when He's up against game. the wall. Yep. Boom. You hit a wall.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, hey, if this is going to be your basically inaugural race that's a great way to go out with flair
1: (laughs) yeah, or start out with flair right yeah start that career get get that get everybody looking at you for sure you did the flip over the main guy to win sweet okay (laughs) and so at the very end it's like okay well um
0: dynaco well before this race he the guy retired yeah dynaco has a spot open and the dynaco basically ceo president owner he i goes, love him <laughs> he was so funny he was like let's talk billionaire to billionaire hey. <laughs> and so he's talking to sterling and you know we're not quite sure what happens of that and then later it comes to fruition that hey hey you know what i so just bought us out he was going to try and stop you and and that was one thing is because technically since there were two winners to this then that was the bet that if i win i get to end on my own terms because sterling this whole time, was like, No you even now, like, well, she won, not you, and that wasn't the case. So he's a bit upset. But then, you know, thankfully for this very philanthropic billionaire who just decides <laughs> sees the opportunity and buys it out. You're gonna buy Rusties as well. Yeah, good for him. I mean, yeah. let's all make let's more and more a monopoly. Yeah, that's <laughs> this is gonna hurt consumers the, big time. This helps Texas our way. this helps our uh, helps heroes. <laughs> yes, it helps cruise and Lightning, but really. This the the real losers are everyone else. <laughs> okay, they're really going to be hurt. Prices are going to double.
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> there is no more comp- competition. Nope. <laughs> you know, Dynaco basically owns the whole thing. It's uh, like I mean, by and a... large at this point. Yes, exactly. By and large, did oh, it hey, have its own hey, raceway. If you saw that. Theory. Here we go. Yes. <laughs> it's this is the start of by and uh, large. <laughs> That's true. Just gets renamed. Yeah. Um,
0: so yeah, and um, and then she's the new racer, and I love just seeing lightning in his moment where he was... He put on the trainer role during that race and he yeah. kind of took different moments that they had experienced during their training, like, find the window! And just You're using a that... You're fucking
1: crowd! Yes,
0: yes, and all the things that, that she had tried on him, you know, he then tries back on her and they work. So I thought it was really cool. And now we get to see, you know, he's in this new phase of life where he's a trainer.
1: Yeah, but not only a trainer, he's also a racer still. He is doing what he... Said he would do, and it's doing it on his own terms, which honestly, I don't think would actually happen. Um, I mean, he's probably not going to be racing that many people at this point. That's
0: no, let's be real. I'm like, it's
1: more or less over, but it's on his terms, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> on his terms. That's really all that matters. <laughs> but I don't know, like at the end of this film, like Morgan and I looked at each other and just like, this was a really good movie, yeah it was inspiring
0: i liked where it was going i didn't feel slow at places it didn't feel like a rehashing of the original great characters funny
1: music. yeah we didn't
0: even talk about the music but i loved the music both the score and the songs that they picked there were times where i got goosebumps
1: because yeah. of the score yeah randy newman really did a great job um he always does a good job though i mean he's randy newman <laughs> All in all, as far as rating it goes, see, the thing is, beforehand, I was looking at anything because we we thought that we were going to be doing a uh, review directly after. So I was trying to do all of what was available as far as... just what other people have reviewed. And I mean, so I was just kind of looking to see what was already out there. And I saw that like Rotten Tomatoes, anybody who had been, who had seen it and already given their review, it was like at a 71%. I, I was sad. That was like, okay, going into this, I didn't have like, it seemed like it would be like a C type, you know, ABC type of a movie. And I was like, um, okay. But it really wasn't. I, I'm really surprised that not as many people thought so well of this one as we did. Yeah. I thought about it. I was like, all right, what am I going to give this movie? But I'm going to give it four and a half stars. Like it's, it had all, it hit all the right points for me. It felt like it was, there was a, point where I almost got emotional Mm -hmm, like where mm -hmm. he was talking about his relationship with Doc Hudson and like kind of going back and just being you know it's it's mourning and all but also being having that gratitude for what you had with that that person that friend that mentor and so it's like it did everything that I think it should have done and so for that, I'm going to give it four and a half stars.
0: So again, going into this movie, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I really thought the trailer was compelling, but not. In, but with my previous experience with cars, like the first movie's good. It's not a bad movie. It's just mm-hmm. not my movie. Right. It's not one that I'm constantly going to to rewatch. Uh, and cars two that shall not be named. <laughs> so this movie, I was going into it, and just a very initially, even the first act, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. I like this. Second act, wow, this is still great. Third yeah. act, I'm loving. What's happening here? So just uh, it, like we've said, great characters, great plot elements. It put put Doc Hudson in his place. No, no. <laughs> it put Mater in his place and they knew where it was appropriate to have him, which was perfect. And then it was all about lightning and then Cruz, and, and that next chapter in his story. And I really thought it was um, applicable, even though these are cars that yeah. are talking cartoons, more or less. I mean, they... It's very much applicable to a lot of people in their lives, especially as you grow older. I feel that definitely going to resonate more with an older audience, at least the message Mm -hmm. rather than a younger one. But for that reason, I'm gonna give it four stars. Alright guys, let us know what your thoughts are for Cars 3 in the comments of com slash 149. Give us your mini reviews. Do you agree? Disagree? For the most part, it's been a while since Chelsea and I have been in agreement. Yeah. But uh, hey, we are more or less very positive. Thumbs up on this movie. And again, thanks again to the patrons who made this possible. You know, your support allows us to keep doing this podcast on a consistent basis for you. We actually have had new patrons come along like we mentioned. Chloe and Alex at the top of the show. Thank you again for being being a sport and thank you to the patrons who've you know su- come and supported us along the way i mean you don't necessarily have to be a patron at a crazy amount it's just even a one dollar helps yeah we do have a goal at um, our 750 fifty dollar level that we will do the show weekly which is something that we've always wanted to do but just due to time constraints and whatnot it just hasn't really been possible for us but if we hit that level then that that will allow us to make it happen. Like for me, like I have to get a babysitter now when I right. podcast. And hey guys, you're paying for babysitting funding basically.
1: <laughs> and there you go. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> One really cool about Patreon. Patreon has actually changed a lot of their features. They actually have a specific RSS feed for each patron, and each patron, when you sign up at whatever level, it knows what level you're at. So that way, we can, you know, have specific uh, shows directly to you. And so everybody who signs up, we're doing something new, just seeing how it works out. And so for that $1 level, we are going to be doing a weekly news feed. So one week I'll take it and the next week Morgan will take it. It'll be a quick news synopsis for the week. So basically taking all from the website, we'll do all the major news reports and then kind of give our takes on it. And then we'll be able to see what you guys think about that. And that is it's really cool because that That RSS feed you can actually put into your whichever podcast catcher you're using. So if you have an iPhone and you're using the podcast app, then you can put it in there. And it's always going to show up as the Rotoscopers Patreon feed on there. So it just updates automatically, which is fantastic. You don't have to open up new things and it adapts to you. And then for the $5 level, we're going to do a monthly rehashing of a film. So a lot of times people are like, oh, what would you say about this movie if you could redo it again? Like, I know your thoughts have changed. Well, we're actually going to be doing that. And all of the $5 and up patrons will be voting which movies we're going to be doing. So if you sign up for the $1, you get the newsfeed. If you sign up for the $5, you get newsfeed and an extra monthly podcast of us rehashing all of our favorite films. We love each and every one of you whether you're a patron or not. We we started this because Morgan and I just liked being together and talking nerdy things and, you know, inviting you into our nerdy conversations. And so that's why we're here. But as we said before, it does get a little bit difficult as far as like scheduling to be able to do this on a more consistent basis. And every dollar helps to be able to help us do that.
0: Yeah. And to that point, I mean, there was a time where we were considering just stopping the show, you know, kind of around not the five,
1: very long ago, around <laughs> the five year
0: anniversary level. Like that really was going to be our last show. We were going to say bye, guys. Happy five years. <laughs> we're done. But it wasn't because we didn't want to do the podcast anymore. It's just because like we said, life has changed from five years and things are a little harder and different. So you know, the show will always be free. Please, if you cannot afford to be a patron, no big deal. We love you. And we are glad that you are listening to the show and sharing it with your friends. That's really the best way that you can support the show. But the support that comes from the patrons really has made a difference these past few months. And we're hoping to, you know, grow it even more. So thanks, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast we love you guys and until our next episode which is my neighbor Totoro
1: Studio Ghibli until next time we We are the Rotoscopers
0: all right (laughs) can't waste time baby could wake up at any moment oh no (laughs) that was a struggle that was a struggle that was a
1: struggle Randy Newman just really he definitely won that race on that one. I, I can't figure out a good pun for that. <laughs>